It's official. My life is irreparably weird. Today was going to be me freaking out more about Gordon and more glad that Martin is indeed himself, a super chill evil genius who's probably feeding me optimism pills, because somehow I thought Gordon wasn't going to catch wind of what I was trying to do. I might get into that later, but right now, everything I've known for the past 20 years is being called into question. Last week, I mentioned that my sister was really exhausted and that work was pretty tough on her. From the way she acted, I almost thought there'd been an accident and she'd gotten hurt or something. Really, these all should have been red flags. I missed so much. All this time. I knew I was somewhat gullible when it comes to the world around me, but... Okay, so, Ardria was supposed to come over to my place yesterday for lunch. We knew she'd have a midnight to morning shift that day, so I thought I'd have her come over for lunch and taste the wonders of Martin's cooking herself. I talked about it with him, and he seemed to like the idea of getting to know my sister better as well. I'm realizing that he must not have that many friends here in Liverpool either. And I was certain Martin wouldn't give her any spiked foods or anything. They get along great, and doing it to her would be pretty pointless. Me, he can observe. Audrey the lab rat? Ironically, less observable. At, at least by him. Anyway, the point is, she was late. At first, I assumed she got held up at work. Two hours later, Martin had eaten and retreated into his workshop. I'm not calling his room lab anymore, I've decided. I'd tried calling her seven times, and I was less certain. I put on the news because, what do I know, maybe a meteorite hit her lab that morning. And I come across live footage of Reaper, finally resurfaced and attacking the police station. Too bad I've suddenly got more pressing things to worry about. And Stargirl flying circles over his head as he tries to shoot her out of the sky. Why is this important? At first I was sure it wasn't. The police station is about two dozen blocks away from Audrey's lab and nowhere near the path she'd need to take to get to me, or to her apartment for that matter. I tried calling her again, unwilling to believe that she'd let her phone run out of power in a lab full of outlets. When she didn't pick up again for the eighth time, eight being the magic number, I got out the heavy guns. If you have the right phone or app yourself, you know it's not hard to track your contacts. Apparently, Audrey's being very nice to the NSA as well, which, now considering is really stupid, someone needs to work on that. I was able to track her phone. My first reaction was, what is she doing in Walton Lane? Then it started to sound familiar, so I switched on the TV again and there she was. Stargirl, hitting a Grim Reaper knockoff square in the chest in front of Walton Lane Police Station. At first I outright rejected the idea. Of course I did. My sister isn't a superhero. My sister has a boring lab job. My sister is the incredible, smart, and athletic, mousy brown-haired geek who I would walk to hell and back for, who's put up with her kid sister for the past two decades, even though we're not related by blood. That's Audrey. Stupid, simple, perfect Audrey. But then I made a mistake. I thought about it. She was so excited when she got recruited for that internship. Sure, she was good at science, she was good at everything, but I never thought she loved it that much. And she got so strong so fast. I never questioned that because I just assumed if she put her mind to it, she could make the most difficult body workout work even while she was neck deep in an internship. Of course she could. She could do anything. Everything. And her love for superheroes was random and came out of nowhere, but 
everybody has hobbies, interests. It's scary how much sense it makes. If it weren't true, things shouldn't line up like that. Right? Eventually, I saw on TV that the battle was over. Mangler Maniac had shown up late for the party, just in time to pick up Reaper and Paratron, who came running out of the police station, probably having gathered some intel we'll be hearing about soon. They jumped into the back of an escape van and rode off. During the battle, Stargirl's hair tie must have snapped, because as she flew after them, her blonde hair was dramatically flowing in the wind. I waited for another twenty minutes before my cell rang, and there she was, sounding normal, telling me she got lost in work and she totally spaced out that we had a thing planned. I said it's fine, she should come by anyway and have some leftovers. And she did. And everything was normal. And fine. She didn't even have any bruises, and it seemed like Stargirl should have bruises after that. But what do I know? If she can fly, maybe she can heal. Maybe they have meds for that at any, or maybe she's wearing makeup. The point is, I don't know. And this time I'm not jumping to conclusions. Audrey wouldn't... I mean, I get... I don't... I don't like thinking she'd lie to me. And I feel like I should have known. I should I should have noticed something. With all the experience I now have with this, this must have been going on for years. How did I not... I guess this fun exploration of everything I believe to be true already included the hero news. I didn't get a chance to sing the jingle. Whatever. On the topic of heroes, though, remember Martin's murder board? Yeah, good old times those were. Anyway, the Mr. Safe guy. Great fella. Apparently, he was the first hero to work for Innie, with completely natural powers of super strength, and he played a huge part in the creation of the super serum, which we all speculate about today. I don't know what beef Martin would have with him, especially since he retired, like, 13 years ago. Martin must have been, what, 11, 12 years old? Actually, I don't really know Martin's age. He might have been older. Is it weird that I don't know his age? Whatever, that's that's all I've got to say to that. I guess Gordon is still left. Yeah, he's being one hell of a downer. For me. Throughout the week, I was in a pretty good mood, but I got sour whenever I was with him. So we only really hung out twice, neither time did I really enjoy myself. He's still super polite and charming, I guess, but the mask has fallen. The truth exposed. The one time I only briefly saw him when I dropped by unannounced this week, he got super pissed. Up until now, his pissed was like an insulted dog. Angry, but like, whatever, play around a fetch and all is forgotten. This time, he got really scary. He didn't do anything much different, he just had this look, this feeling to him. It was pretty creepy. I didn't waste any of his time today, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who got his threatening stare this week. At this point, I'm either all in or all out. The honeymoon phase is over. All I know is I'm emotionally and psychically unprepared for what is about to come. Wow, that is the most downer ending I've had to one of those in, like, ever. Thank God no one will actually have to listen to this. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. It is written and edited by Esther Reisenberger, who also voices Amelia. If you like and want to support this show, please leave a rating and a comment so that we can become more visible to potential listeners. For more information and original artwork, check out normallyordinary.com. That's www.normally-ordinary.com.
And remember, behind every mask is a floppy disk.